0: hello charmers hello charmers welcome into another episode of miss charm school podcast you know the drill by now welcome in for those of you who are coming back kick off your shoes and relax your feet okay you're welcome you're welcome here welcome into my home i hope you have something sexy your infused water. See, yes because we got to stay hydrated or your glass of wine however you're feeling today welcome in you are welcome here for those of you this is your first time Welcome back or not welcome back. Look at me. I'm such in a routine right now. For those of you who it's your first time, I would like to welcome you into Miss Charm School podcast. Miss Charm School podcast is for women who are in the first three to five years of their marriage, you know, any anywhere from year one to three to five in your marriage. I like to call this A stage of women in transition. Women who are fiances getting ready to enter into marriage, and women who are girlfriends who have recently become fiances. Congratulations. Now, I know there's some spillover. There's some single women that are here, and there are some women who have been married a long time. There's also women who have been divorced that are absolutely listening to this podcast. Some of you own your second marriage, third marriage is cool, okay? You're welcome here as well, all right? Ms. Charm School podcast specifically is for women who are in transition, from their womanhood into their queendom. A queen has a domain. She has a kingdom. She has people that she rules over. Her decisions matter. Her, her words are typically decrees. People live by the words that come out of her mouth. Societies are destroyed and created by the words that come out of her mouth. Systems and policies and structures are created or destroyed by the words that come out of her mouth. So a woman who is in her queendom recognizes that her words not only affect herself, but they affect the people around her. A woman in her queendom is a woman who understands that there are people that are under her leadership and tutelage. They are looking for her direction. They're looking for her royalty, her grace, her feminine leadership her decisions, her discernment. They are looking for her um, in times of war. Even if you're a queen and your society and your country is experiencing a time of war, they're looking for direction. They're looking for inspiration. They're looking for encouragement that they're going to make it through a time of war and famine. So a woman who is in transition from her womanhood into her queendom is a woman with a lot of power, all right? And so this is who Miss Charm School podcast is for. Thank you so much for listening to the last episode and liking it, sharing it, subscribing, sharing with your friends and family members. I'm so grateful for my tribe of people that support me and word of mouth is some of the most powerful marketing even today. So I thank you for sharing it with your friends, your family members, your coworkers. I know it. I feel it energetically. I always get shocked when people hit me up and they're like, oh, I listen to your podcast. Or if I try, you know, I try not to do a ton of self-promotion, but that's a whole nother thing about marketing. Marketing, you do have to self-promote yourself. If you're not your biggest fan, you can't count on other people to be your biggest fan for you, okay? And so um, when I do promote myself on social media or whatever and people take an opportunity to listen to the podcast, it always... Um, reminds me that I'm actually doing this okay and I'm putting it out there for people to listen and it's awesome when people uh hear the wisdom and the gems that God has shared with me and imparted through me to share with you and as you share those with other people I'm so grateful because it's really not about me it's about pushing an agenda of creating women who are women of honor in their queendom This podcast is really not about Sunday Eli by any means. I am here to help women who are transitioning from their womanhood into their queendom be great queens. Be great leaders so that you are raising great children, so that your husband loves you and honors you and cherishes you, so that the family unit can go back to being a strong family unit like we used to have once upon a time in this country. The family is the oldest institution. It's older than nations. It's older than monarchies. It's older than presidents. It's older than the Republican and Democratic parties. It's older than the world and then the wars that created the nations that most of us live in. The family unit is God's foundation of every single thing in the world today. The family unit created nations. The family unit created monarchs. The family unit created presidents. The family unit created all the systems and structures that we have today. And so the family unit is God's unit. It's God's foundation to society. And in order to have a strong, healthy, amazing family... We need to have strong, amazing, healthy queens who understand that their words have power, who understand that they are sexual and sensual beings, who don't suppress their femininity or their sexuality, who are not caught up and distracted and buy into the lie that you need to be a high-powered, highly educated highly detached woman from her feminine who's too overly exerted in her masculine and yet manifesting dis-ease and illness because she's moved too far away from her feminine creative energy we need to be women who are back in balance and so miss charm school podcast not to preach at y'all is to really talk about all of these different things episode by episode piece by piece brick by brick so that you can build a queendom that's worthy of honor in your world, and your sector of wherever this may find you. So welcome in, okay, is the point. Welcome in. In this episode, I want to talk about working on thyself, having a sweet spirit. And I'm just going to jump right in. And so I have conversations with people around... um the feminine, you know, it's it's a hot topic right now and the feminine for many of the people, I'll just speak of myself. I am highly educated. I am the highly educated, highly career focused, whatever woman who has been massively in her masculine energy. And in the past 2 to 3 years, I really made a decision. I said, you know what? I'm going to be in the feminine. I'm going to be a woman in her feminine. And God has said, okay, you want to be a woman in your inner inner feminine? Here you go. It's time for you to sit down and pause on life. And that was really, really challenging for me because I'm so used to being busy and doing A through Z and exerting a lot of energy, chasing after my dreams, fighting for my dreams, pushing for my dreams, you know, and In these past two to three years, God has really taught me because I asked to be taught about how to be more in the feminine. And when I have these conversations with people in my life, I also know a lot of you are doctors and lawyers and, you know, some of you feel bad because you're not, you know, a doctor and a lawyer or you don't have a bachelor's degree or you don't have a master's degree. And so you're like, well, I need to get to school and I need to do this and I need to do that. Maybe you don't, sis, because some of us who have all of those things have been massi- massively in our masculine energy, and we've attracted the wrong kind of men that we don't want to date in our lives. We have not attracted the warriors that we would like to love. We've attracted men who, um, ooh, I'm going to say it, are betas and not the alphas that um, most women would really like to be with, protectors, providers, etc. And the reality is, why would an alpha man come into your life? You don't really have the space for an alpha man. And if you think about it, a magnet has to have a positive and a negative pulse for it to be drawn to each other. A positive and positive repels, a negative and negative repels, an alpha and an alpha would likely repel each other, okay? And I'm not saying that we have to be, you know, docile and chained to the kitchen and whatever, But the Lord definitely gave me a different respect for stay-at-home wives and stay-at-home moms that I never had before because he gave me a whole year where I literally stayed at home. (laughs) And I was trying to work, interviewing every week, everything, you know, and I, you know, I had little small summer jobs and I had, you know, I had little things, nothing that really pushed the envelope. But I had to lean on someone for my housing for a whole year and I got a master's and a bachelor's. Okay, I felt like you know I couldn't really move the way I typically have been used to moving financially because I wasn't bringing in that kind of money. And I needed that time in my life to learn how to re engage and revalue things that I had disvalued. I didn't place a lot of value on being able to have a hot dinner on the table when your family members or your loved ones come home from work I didn't I knew that that was important but I didn't have a very high value of it I didn't have a high value of picking up lunch for someone that you love in the middle of the day and taking it to their job or calling them and saying hey you know what can I do for you what do you want to eat today I feel like, you know, spending some money and going and buy this and bring it to you for lunch. I hadn't valued that. My life wasn't slow enough to even care (laughs) about that. I didn't care. I was focused on other things. I'm busy. I have things I'm doing. Like, that's where my brain was, okay? And the Lord slowed me all the way down for a whole year. And I was so hungry to do something that I was leaving my house to go wash clothes of my grandmother. I'd drive over to her house and help her wash her clothes and help her do her grocery shopping and, you know, ask her if she needed anything, make her bed, strip, strip her bed of linen and, you know, wash her stuff. And, you know, because I was looking for something to do. I was like, I'm not about to sit in this house all day. I would go get lunch for my loved ones in the middle of the day. You know, I would pick them up from work. During the middle of the day, I would... Go work out and come home, do a prayer and quiet time meditation, clean up, take a bubble bath. Like, you know, I was really living the life, okay? And at first, I was kicking and screaming against it because it was foreign to me. And I had gotten so used to working and being busy that I didn't appreciate being still. I didn't appreciate, and even just now, the Holy Spirit's correcting me it's not being still. It's being busy about other things, the matters of home, taking care of home. I didn't. I had no value of it, okay? I was looking at it as, this is boring. Why am I here? I'm not productive. I can't handle it. You know, and month after month after month, the Holy Spirit chipped at me to revalue and to have a greater perspective on being a servant leader. There's nothing wrong with working. There's nothing wrong with creating a living for yourself. It's nothing wrong with being an independent woman. But there's also great value on caring for others, loving others through service, through acts of service, asking someone, hey, did you eat today? And bringing them a lunch in the middle of the day. Those things matter and people value those things. And the more I started doing those things, money actually started flowing into my life. I wasn't looking for money. At, some, at one point during my year of pause, I stopped looking for money. I stopped applying to jobs. And actually, the family members around me told me, well, Sunday, maybe during this time period of your life, you're just supposed to relax. Relax? <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know how to relax. What does that mean? But my family members told me that maybe right now you're just supposed to relax. You know, just help people and relax and I'm sure everything's going to work out. And it did. And I value that time in my life so greatly. It taught me so very much. I actually met men during that time in my life, you know. Somehow I stayed cute, okay. Um, I was manifesting all kinds of trips. You know, I had mentioned in an episode before that I went to Vegas for multiple days in a row and didn't pay a dime, okay? Had a wonderful time. Like, these are things that I, it was uncomfort- uncomfortable for me at first because I'm so used to like, well, I'll just buy it. I'll just do it. I'll just take care of it. Like, I'm so used to doing that as an empowered woman financially, But when I got put in a position where I could not do those things financially for myself, the craziest thing happened. People were calling me, giving me money left and right. People were calling me saying, you know what, I'll buy your flight to go here. People were calling me saying, you know what, you don't have to worry about this. This is already taken care of. People were wanting to take me out, wanting to do this, wanting to do that. People wanted me to come work for them. I mean, it was like opportunities galore and it opened my mind to see, huh, there's something to being relaxed in your feminine where you're not barking at the world but the world just opens up to you in a way that flows and so I'm determined by all means to be a woman in more balance of her feminine because I highly enjoyed um the world that opened up to me during that time period now definitely I want to be financially empowered okay because money does answer all things the bible does say that but I just have a different perspective now. And so not to continue to go off in a tangent on that, but um, I'm starting there as a launching point for um a sweet and quiet spirit. So one of the things that I learned during that time was having a sweet and quiet spirit. And when you're a woman who is used to being in her masculine and you're used to making decisions and your leadership matters, We can be too talkative. I'm not going to beat around the bush. (laughs) We can be too loud. We can be barking too loud at the people in our lives. We can be used to giving out orders that when we're in our friendships and especially in our love relationships, we don't realize that we're giving orders to the men that we love. And that's where I want to start today. I want to start by talking about 1 Peter chapter 3. And I'm going to read verses 1 through verse 6. Now, a lot of this is going to sound very archaic and old. So that is the disclaimer before we get started, okay? But I want you to feel, if it feels uncomfortable listening to this scripture, I want you to just acknowledge this feels uncomfortable. I want you to ask yourself, why does this feel uncomfortable? And I want you to be patient with yourself. If you trust me, which I believe you do, I want you to be comfortable with it feeling uncomfortable. And I'm going to tell you why before I read it. When the Lord started to really give me this revelation, when God's supernatural source started to really give me this revelation of a sweet and quiet spirit it bothered me <laughs> the same way my year of pause spiritually I was kicking and screaming for months I would go into a emo- emotional upheaval like I don't know who I am I don't have work I don't know what I'm doing I'm questioning myself it was really bad for me and You know, if a man is listening to this, if a man doesn't have work, that's how a man feels. He questions himself. He feels like, what's my purpose? Why am I here? Because he's not doing what he's created to do, which is to work. I'm not saying that women can't work. But I do believe that if you are a woman truly rooted in your feminine, that there is other gifts and powerful gifts that you have that we haven't really learned to build the muscle in or practice as women because we live in a day and age where the loudest voice of culture says to be empowered, to go work, to have your own. Often many of us was taught that from our mothers. Have your own money, have your own bank account. You know, go get that education, girl. Achieve, 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 and that's awesome. But on the flip side of that, like that magnet, There's real energetic ramifications for those things. And I'm a product of all the education you can think of, sis, okay? But I've also had to learn how to re-engage the feminine. I've also had to learn with all my education and all of my degrees and all of the quote-unquote respect that people should quote-unquote give me, I've also had to learn how to show respect to my husband. I've also had to learn how to have a quiet spirit and a sweet spirit. I've also had to learn how to shut that mouth and not give directions and orders when it comes to my home environment, that there's a different style of feminine leadership that will guarantee you win every time. And that was the hook that hooked me to practice this because the Lord revealed to me that you will win every time if you do this because this is high truth and so I want to encourage you even if it's uncomfortable to extend trust to me in this moment that as I share this with you I don't share it from it not wounding me or correcting me but trust that the scalpel in my hand is really guided by the Holy Spirit and there's something if you allow it there is a spirit that will come up off of you and you will feel it leave when it leaves because that's what happened to me. I started studying this and it was so uncomfortable and I felt myself internally fighting with it. Like I felt all of the programming that I have received over the years clap back at this teaching. But once I told myself, you know what? I trust God. I trust God. I trust that he's not leading me astray. I trust high truth that spirit left and I have 100% reaped the benefits I'm still reaping the benefits specifically when it comes to the men in my life and how they treat me how they show me honor how they show me love their affections towards me their sexual passions towards me not just because of a physical body but because of the woman that I am the spirit that I have how they feel when they're around me the intangible things that will separate you from other women out here in these streets okay so I'm asking for you to extend trust all right here we go first Peter chapter 3 verse 1 and this passage is titled wives okay first Peter chapter 3 verse 1 in the same way you wives must accept the authority of your husbands okay hold on deep breath y'all Then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, which is God's word, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Don't be concerned about outward beauty, fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is so precious to god this is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful they put their trust in god and accepted the authority there you go again of their husbands last verse six for instance sarah obeyed her husband abraham obeyed okay says sarah obeyed her husband abraham and called him her master You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. Woo! Hold on, y'all. Let me take a breath because I can feel it now. Especially that last part. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. Now, let me break down that fear. That's not just the fear of oh, you know, I, I'm fearful that my lover is going to hit me or hurt me. No. Doing the right thing without fear of what your husband might do. That means, again, going referencing my episode of Unconditional Respect. That means showing unconditional respect, which to a man is the same as you having unconditional love, from someone or you giving unconditional love to someone men see unconditional respect as unconditional love it's just respect is in their love language in the way that they're wired at their core if you're dealing with a man who's truly in his masculine and especially if you're dealing with an alpha man he is going to need respect like oxygen when you do what is right Which is follow high truth of showing him unconditional respect regardless of how he treats you. Most people show respect. Well, I'll do this. Respect has to be earned, first and foremost. That's the lie we tell ourselves. Respect has to be earned. I'll show respect when you show respect. Or, you know, and I I read a book that said, what if someone said to you, I'll show you love if you show me love? Well, if both people are hiding love from each other, no one's actually ever going to show each other love. Someone has to be courageous enough to say, I'm going to show this person love. And what if you show someone love? Because I know I'm talking to majority women. And they constantly are not showing you that love back. It's going to make you feel like, well, I'm not going to continue to be loving you like a fool. And you're not showing me love. No, you don't deserve me. That's what we tell ourselves in culture. But once you enter into marriage queens, and this is so important, your marriage is forever. That's the only kind of people I want on this podcast, okay? Now I realize some of you are on your second and third marriage. That's cool. But if you're still willing to try marriage, it's because ideally there's a part of you that believes that marriage should be forever. But marriage takes work. It takes work. And this scripture is guaranteeing you that you will win every time if you have a quiet and sweet spirit. It's telling you it's not in your dress. It's not in your hairstyles. It's not in your expensive clothes. It's in your quiet and your sweet spirit. You are a daughter of Sarah who called her husband master when you show I'm putting it in Sunday's words, unconditional respect, regardless of what your husband does. That you show him unconditional respect, that you do what is right without fear of what your husband's might do. When I say that this word cut me to my core, it cut me because I have received much programming over my 30 years of life that has told me no that man doesn't love you he doesn't show you respect no look at how this person is moving in your life they don't give a damn about you no and I have not been the type of woman honestly I have not been the type of woman to show any man unconditional respect not even my father and I love my dad but I've never thought about the concept of showing unconditional respect irregardless of their behavior or their actions With the mindset that a sweet and quiet spirit is going to win every single time. That the value that we place on, well, if I'm cute, if I go get my body done, oh my God, we're so misguided. And I'm not saying that men don't like attractive women. Yes, they do. But we focused so much on being attractive. We focused so much on, you know, if I go get my BBL, then I'm going to snatch the real one that I want. No, sis, if you want a husband... You don't want a one-night stand or a, a F buddy or, you know, a baby daddy, okay? But if you really want to enter into marriage, then you have to follow high truth. You have to follow the truth in foundational principles that stay the same. They are ever old. They never change. And if you believe that the Bible is high truth and that the principles in the Bible are things that are ever old and never change, which is what I believe, then they have, there are literal prescriptions. Like if you think about you go to the doctor and they give you a prescription, they say, take this one pill every single day for such and such days and you should get better. That's how I look at many scriptures. To me, scriptures are prescriptions. Going back to queendom, scriptures are declarations. They are words to put in your mouth, to speak out of your mouth, to declare over your world and your domain. And this scripture prescription is giving you a guarantee It's guaranteeing you that you will win every time if you practice these habits, if you are a woman like this. And I know that there are women who fear being a doormat, but again, that's why the end of that scripture says, if you do what is right without fear of what your husband might do. And I was able to really accept this word and swallow this word after wrestling with it for a while, because I... I actually have a reverence for God and I had to really realize that my husband is probably going to make mistakes the same way I'm going to make mistakes because neither one of us are perfect. This is some real grown women-ish right here. If you do not have mature enough ears to hear this I ask that the Lord would open your ears to hear and open your eyes to see his divine revelation because it is truth that never changes age to age. You will always win if you practice this as a woman who wants to re-engage her feminine. Your man needs respect, sis. That's his love language. And even if he's hard and acting resistant to the respect at first, The guarantee in this word is that you will win every time if you approach him with a sweet and soft spirit, quiet spirit, that shows unconditional respect. You will win every time. But in order to do that, you got to look past your husband's actions. I'm talking to wives. You have to look past your husband's actions. And those of you who are fiancés, who are not yet married, and you know that's your husband, I'm talking to you. Even if some of you are girlfriends and you are practicing for marriage, you are putting on the clothes of queendom and playing in the clothes of queendom and practicing on stage for that pageant performance, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to women who know they are called to be wives, whether you have the ring on your finger right now or not. I'm talking spiritually to those of you whose ears are peaked right now because you know you're a wife. Whether you've walked into the into the physical manifestation of it or not but especially those of you who have entered into the physical manifestation of this please hear me you will win every time with a quiet and sweet spirit who shows her husband unconditional respect regardless of his actions of what he's doing regardless if you feel like he deserves it or not regardless of of him well he hasn't asked me out on a date in three months you know I think about the book of Esther you know something was going down and she had to step up put on her queenly robes and she tried to push back and say well I can't go in front of the king he hasn't asked for me he hasn't called for me he hasn't called for me in a long time that means that maybe they had an argument something went left in their relationship they weren't on speaking terms he didn't want to deal with her and she hadn't been dealing with him but something came up where she had to put on her queenly robe And she had to step into a place of duty to save her people. She had to be the bigger person in the situation with the two of them. She had to get her mind off of the physical of what was happening in front of her and get her mind on something greater, which at that for her was God. She had to fast for three days to get her spirit right, focus on the bigger picture, which was, okay, God, I have to do something to save my people. And then she went before the king, even though they hadn't been speaking. They weren't on speaking terms, okay? They had been arguing. They was fussing, fighting, cussing, whatever, okay? And she went before him, and he held out. He could have had her killed because she did something she was not supposed to do. She technically broke a rule, but when she showed him unconditional respect, when she entered into a place that she wasn't, guess what he did? He showed her unconditional love by sparing her life. And then she continued to show unconditional respect while being in her feminine feminine as a woman of leadership because she asked him when he said, What is your petition and your request, queen? He addressed her for who she was. It will be granted unto you up until half of the kingdom. And she requested that the king and his best friend come to a banquet. Oh, I love the story of Esther. There's so many nuggets in it. She stayed in her feminine realm of leadership by cooking a banquet. Now, you know, was she in the kitchen cooking? No, she was probably getting pampered and getting her nails done and getting her hair combed, okay? But, um, you know, her staff, her team put together this banquet for her husband. And she invited him into a place of leisure, relaxation, into a place of the feminine. She also knew her man because he was a man who liked to party and liked to eat and liked to have fun. I think he was a Sagittarius, just saying, okay? Or a Taurus, but probably a Sag, okay? Because he liked to drink, he liked to get drunk, he liked to have parties. He, He would throw parties for the kingdom. She knew her man. That's another thing as a queen, you need to know your man, okay? And though she had a real petition to ask him to save her people... She did so in a way of feminine leadership, all right? That's just, that's just free, okay? We can break down Esther a whole nother time, but I study the book of Esther because I love her story. There's so much to learn from her story. But she did so with a quiet and a sweet spirit, showing respect to her husband every step of the way. And when you are going through tough moments with the man that you love, it's hard to show him unconditional respect. It's hard to do the right thing without fear of what he might do. It's hard to say, you know what, I'm going to show respect to this man, even though he's been disrespectful to me. Even though I don't feel like he's showing love to me. Even though I feel like he could buy me roses, take me out. do There's more romantic things that he could do for me that he hasn't been doing. I could get treated better somewhere else. But if you know that you love that man and that you are called to be with that man or that man is your husband and you are committed to him in a committed marriage, it takes getting your mind off of your problems. It takes shifting your perspective from maximizing the negative that's happening in your life, shifting your perspective to something that's greater than your marriage. Esther had to focus on the fact that, hey, my people are going to die if I don't go say something to my husband. And then she fasted for three days and she got her face. She got quiet. Hallelujah. She got quiet so that her inner voice could get loud. She focused on God. She got reconnected. She got realigned. She got plugged into spirit to source. And that gave her the the strength to love her husband unconditionally. Excuse me, to show her husband respect unconditionally. Because her perspective was on something higher than her husband's actions. She wasn't focused on the fear of what her husband might do. He might reject me. We might fight again. It might go left. He might cheat on me. He might step out on me. He might think I'm weak and passive. And he needs to respect me. No, no, no. Instead, she chose to follow high truth. To show respect. To have a quiet and a sweet spirit. King. If you find pleasure with me, she said, if I'm pleased, if you're pleased with me, King, would you come to my banquet that I prepare for you? Of course, that was a sweet and a quiet spirit. How could he deny it? Think about a child when they come to you and say with those big eyes, can I please have such and such? When they do it so sweetly, does it not move your heart? Do you not say, yes, baby, you can have it? The same happens with your man, sis. The same thing happens with your man. The Bible literally says a qui- a quiet and sweet spirit is highly valued. It's more precious to God than the adorning of your hair, than jewelry. You know, than these expensive, elaborate things that we dress up on the outward to get people to show us that kind of affection. But when you have a quiet and a sweet spirit and you add respect with that, you can move the heart of God. If you can move the heart of God, you surely can move the heart of man. We're both made in the image of God. God is omni, all one. It's not just masculine. It's not just feminine. But I believe if you're a woman rooted in your feminine, you are the feminine expression in the earth of God. And a man that's truly rooted in his masculine is the masculine expression of God in the earth. And God has given you the prescription, sis. He's telling you, this is going to unlock me every time. And this is going to unlock your husband every time. So I want to encourage you to get a different perspective to go within, get quiet, to get loud with your inner voice, get plugged into source and allow the culture of the world to bathe off of you, to wash off of you and try this prescription. I want to bring you a sweet and quiet spirit and encourage you to try this perspective, try this prescription. Just practice on your husband. When he gets on your nerves and you get irritated, okay, Practice this on your husband. Go to him with a quiet and a sweet spirit. Oftentimes, he's going to notice right away. Wait, what did you say? Why are you talking like that? Why are you acting like that? Because he might be used to you barking and snapping and being rude and sassy with him, okay? (laughs) Look, I enjoy being sassy and fiery and spicy with my man too, okay? But I also make a point of being sweet and having a quiet spirit with him and showing him unconditional respect even when he gets on my nerves because I believe in this prescription, because I've seen it win my man every single time. When he wants to be like, you know what, I don't want to deal with Sunday anymore. She's having an emotional outburst. He'll come back and say, you know what, I don't know what it is about you, but I can't walk away from you. Even when I try to tell myself, I don't want to deal with it. You know, you always, literally, I've had my man tell me, You always draw me back in with your feminine energy. First of all, who talks like that? Okay. Who talks like that? What man talks like that? But I've had my man specifically say, damn, you always draw me back in with your feminine energy. And let me tell you something, sis. Yes, I'm pretty. hmm Yes, I'm attractive. hmm Yes, I got a body on me. Praise Jesus for my genetics. Okay. I didn't create any of those things. I was gifted with those things. And I do my best to be a good steward of the things that I was gifted with. But um, the men that I've dated in my past, there's other women with great bodies out there. There's other women that are prettier than me out there, okay? Even though I think I'm a bad I'm I'm a bad one, okay? There's other women that are gorgeous as well, okay? I'm not blind to that. But you know what my men in the past will never, ever, ever find? They will never, ever, ever find another woman with a more quiet, sweet, respectful spirit than this woman. Well, they might now because you're going to start practicing it too. But that is the difference maker. Yes, be beautiful. Be awesome. Be amazing. Be a woman filled with spirit. Be a woman that knows how to be in balance, you know, not just an alpha at work. Be a woman that knows how to be a beta to her man, not just in the bedroom, but even in areas of life that you trust his leadership, that you show him authority, that you show him respect. Because if you're honest with yourself, for me as a woman who's been alpha in corporate, I don't want to be alpha at home. I'm keeping it all the way 100. I don't want to be alpha at home. I really don't want to be alpha and corporate. Sometimes I have to be that because you're not about to play me at work. Like I haven't put in the work to be here. But I'm even learning to relax with that. That the Lord will fight my battles. That I don't really need to push and fight and scream and beg for people to show me respect. Now, I don't need to devalue myself at work. No, I don't need to devalue myself but I've also seen God fight my battles when I say, okay, God, you handle that person because they act in a fool. You got it and God will handle it. So I'm learning to be in my feminine actually in all aspects of life. But especially when it comes to my love relationship, I very much so enjoy my man in his masculine. Okay. It's a turn on to me personally. And i I actually enjoy being in my feminine with my man and his masculine. I like the energy of it. I like the ease of it. I like knowing that I'm protected and covered and, and taken care of. I like to know that I don't really need to lift a finger financially for a damn thing. Okay. Now, if I want to do it, that's one thing, but I don't have to do it. Okay. And so if all I need to do to maintain the manifested blessing in my life is to be a woman with a quiet and meek spirit and to show unconditional respect done and i want to encourage you to do the same all right so that's the message that i have today for having a sweet spirit coupled with respect working on yourself first peter chapter three verses one through four Meditate on this. Think about this. Replay this audio because some of you, I already know, you've been very resistant to it. But I thank you for rocking with me, for trusting me with the scalpel today. Let this soak in your mind. Replay it in your hearing. Let that inner small voice in you that says, "Mm, even though this feels uncomfortable, even though this feels like mm, it's contrary to everything that I've learned, something about what this girl is saying is resonating with me. I I think I might want to try that. You're going to have to re-listen to this because culture wants to uproot this out of women today. But I'm telling you, your queendom, in order to be a woman truly in her queendom, a queen that people rise up and bless and say is favored and loved and adored, is a woman who has a sweet spirit. Even though she's a servant leader, She has a sweet spirit, and she knows how to use, as a tool, unconditional respect. I thank you so much for listening, Charmers. You are an amazing woman. You are set apart. There is no one like you. Seriously, no one has your fingerprint, period. And secondly, no one is like you. And as you continue to grow and practice these tools you will be a woman that your children will rise up and call you blessed. Your husband will show you unconditional honor and unconditional love as you continue to show him unconditional respect, regardless of his actions, regardless of his attitude. He's human. He's imperfect. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to get it wrong. But if you continue to show him a sweet and quiet spirit, And show him unconditional respect. I promise you, not on Sunday's word, but on God's word. And the Bible says that the word of God, heaven and earth, will pass away before God's word fails. It is everlasting truth. And I promise you, if you practice this, you will see the men in your life. Your fathers, your brothers, your coworkers. You will see them show you a level. They will fight for you. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen men that I work with who are married fight for me on my job because I showed them unconditional respect. Just because I decided I'm going to start practicing unconditional respect. And I've seen men that I work around fight for me, make provisions for me, carry things for me, do things for me, make sure that I'm good and I'm taken care of, okay? And the same thing will happen in your love relationships and with your family, When you stop looking at the actions of how someone's treating you, what they're doing, what they're not doing, you stop being a critic and a judge, but you say, okay, God, I'm going to be obedient to your word and I'm going to show the men in my life unconditional respect coupled with a sweet and quiet spirit. It will work wonders for you, sis, and you will be a woman set apart, highly valued. You will have, I'm telling you, fruit, fragrance blessing favor abundance all over your life men will be hounding you and will they will not be able to stay away okay and for those of you who are already in marriage your husband you will see him change right before your eyes and I want that for you I want that for your family and I want your kids to see your you and daddy fully in love in a beautiful sacred powerful untouchable space I love you, Charmers, and I'll talk to you soon.